Turn in the Scriptures to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy 5, reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 25. First Timothy chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, these are God's words. Let's give our attention to our God who speaks. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters, with all purity. Honor widows that are widows indeed. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate, trusteth in God and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And these things give in charge that they may be blameless. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Let not a widow be taken into the number under threescore years old, having been the wife of one man. Well reported of for good works, if she have brought up children, if she have lodged strangers, if she have wash the saints' feet, if she have relieved the afflicted, if she have diligently followed every good work. But the younger widows refuse. For when they have begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry, having damnation, because they have cast off their first faith. And with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. I will, therefore, that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully, for some are already turned aside after Satan. If any man or woman that believeth have widows, let them relieve them, and let not the church be charged that it may relieve them that are widows indeed. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality, laying hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. Those are God's words. 
In this chapter, the Apostle directs Pastor Timothy to reproving or rebuking generally all peoples, all older and younger men, older women and younger women, verses 1 and 2. He addresses the honoring and instructing of widows, both younger and older widows, through verse 16, even makes mention... In um, verse 9 of the number, there's a certain number of widows uh, who are to be well honored as servants in the church. And there's specific characteristics or qualifications for that. And then through verse 19, direction regarding elders and rebuking them. And uh, verse 20, a general public rebuke. And then uh, through verse 22, he changes the topic to Ordination. And one of my children was asking about ordination on the way home this morning or from this morning's worship. You see in verse 22, it talks about ordination just a little bit. It says, Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. And so, directions to elders, ministers about ordaining. And who we ought to ordain, or specifically who we ought not to ordain, not to suddenly uh, lay hands or ordain just anyone, and then become partakers of their sins, and uh, incur greater judgment in the end. And verse 23, instructions concerning one's health, and then uh, especially Timothy's health, but generally applicable to all, and then to the end of the chapter, the timing of the effects of sins and and good works. And so in all these things, the Lord has instructions for us, the church. He gives those instructions particularly to elders, but uh, applicable for all of us to see, to apply to our lives in the various uh, places where it ought to apply to our lives. And here we need to learn that we must obey and follow after the Lord in all things. And the things that He gives us, even here, are for our good. Uh, unto His glory. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, we're thankful for Your Word. Uh, Father, we're thankful that You teach us Your ways. You grant to us, Your church, many blessings, with older and younger women and older and younger men. We're thankful that we have a wide range of people in our congregation. We're thankful for that. And we're thankful for how You bless our congregation with Uh, Your Word. And uh, Father, we pray that You would help our communication on this, the Lord's Day, to be upon You and Your Word. We have so much to speak about and talk with one another about even the the preaching, what was preached and the text of Scripture read and expounded on. Father, we ask that You would make us to be men and women and children of the Word. And even of the children, we pray that we would uh, see them not so much playing Uh, but even talking about the truth and uh, asking the questions they ought to ask and the wives too. And uh, Father, we pray that You would cause the fathers, the husbands to be godly leaders in the home, taking what we hear from You and uh, instructing our families in the ways of Christ. And so, Father, continue to teach us Your ways. We're thankful that You have not taken that from us 
uh, as of yet. And we praise you for that mercy and your grace of continually upholding us, your people, by your word. When we're downcast, you often still give us your word and you comfort us with the good news of Christ. He is watching over us and you're caring for us always as the sovereign God of heaven. Uh, Father, we're thankful that even when we are uh, fretting or anxious, you give us good reason to be thankful. And uh, Father, we pray that we would see uh, those reasons to be thankful uh, by answers to our prayers, by seeing your promises come to fruition. Uh, by being reminded of your promises and the hope we have. We pray that the the hope we have would come to fruition even at the right time and that even our faith would become sight uh, in the end. And uh, Father, we ask that you would uh, bless your people. Uh, Father, we ask as we prayed this morning for the many children and the parents who have children in the womb, we also pray for those whose wombs have not been opened yet. And we pray that you would, as they desire children, that you would provide children for them and grant them the great blessing of children or more children and that your name would be praised, that we would be thankful as a congregation, as families, of how you open wombs, but you also close wombs. We're thankful for closing wombs too because it's your perfect plan. And uh, Father, we pray that your name and all of it would be praised. Amen. Father, we thank you for this uh, past Friday, the ordination of Pastor Duell in the Washington, Iowa congregation. We're thankful for the, the many churches in our presbytery have ministers of the gospel in them. We pray for each one of them that you'd make them faithful, bold, and zealous for the good news uh, to stand upon the truth, just as we heard this morning, Jesus standing upon the truth, not rounding corners, but telling us straight exactly what we need to hear. We pray that each one, each minister in our presbytery would be faithful in these ways, to preach Your Word with application to our hearts and uh, to the people as well, uh, that You would uh, make the free offer of the Gospel evident and uh, our eschatology evident that uh, You are uh, saving many people. And You're going to save many people, both Gentiles and Jews, And whole nations will come unto you. And so make us to be uh, more uh, focused on preaching the gospel. As well, Father, that we would not be mere teachers, but preachers. And then, Father, we pray for those congregations who need ministers. We're thankful in the Houston church plant that you've called. They've called a minister there and Lord willing, You've called that man to be there. We pray that You would cause him to be faithful as well as we just prayed. And we pray as well for the San Antonio congregation that You would provide a minister for them and that they would be moved to call a man and that You would show them the man to call and that he would be a faithful man of God. Father, here we pray for elders and deacons that You would raise up the next generation, that You would grant to Your people... uh, Uh, that uh, spiritual leadership as well as that servanthood needed uh, and leadership to guide our congregation in the truth, but also in service to You, to one another. We pray that if there's any here who are in need of anything, that they would go to the deacons, 
I pray that you would provide as well for the the Gorodetsky family, uh, that their vehicle would be fixed soon, and uh, that you would provide a vehicle, another vehicle in the meantime for them to drive. And so provide that quickly if it would be your will. And uh, Father, we pray that uh, you would raise up someone from this congregation to help them in this time uh, with a, a vehicle and uh, the fixing of that vehicle. We pray that you would also um, bless us to uh, see needs and then um, seek to meet those needs if we're able or find those who are able. And so make us to be a loving congregation who loves one another and cares for one another. Uh, Father, we ask as well that you would um, continue to help wonder uh, uh, get adjusted here as he's moved to this new nation, this new country. And uh, Father, we pray that praise you. We're thankful for his fellowship after worship today. We're thankful that he's here and his. You can see we're thankful that we can see the joy in Vanessa that she has. That her husband is here. We're thankful that. It, we know it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for Vanessa to be alone either. And, and so we're thankful that they are both together once again. And we give you all the praise for this. You're the God who answers our prayers. And uh, Father, we pray as well that you would uh, be glorified as we hear your word this evening. And uh, Father, we know many parts or sections of the book of Isaiah is very difficult to hear as we go through it every Lord's Day, a lot of judgment. But help us to seek Christ and to look to Him. And so be with us this evening as we hear Your Word again. And uh, Father, as well, we ask that You would spur us on to holiness and fruitfulness. That we would be a light in a dark place, even amongst our nation and our states that we come from. We ask that You would... Um, Show mercy to our nation. And uh, we know our nation deserves many of your judgments in this, in this world, in this time. Uh, Father, we pray that you would show mercy because of your faithful in the nation. As few or as many as there might be, show mercy. But sanctify this nation. Cause our nation, our rulers, to turn to you and love you and covenant with Christ that we would see, although it seems quite impossible to us, we believe you're able to do it if it is your will, to turn the nation's leaders and the citizens of this nation to Christ your Son. And you can do it in so great of power and strength that you have. For we know it's impossible for us, but all things are possible for you. And so we plead for your mercy even to this nation. And to shower your, this nation with your grace. And we pray all these things in Christ's name, looking to Him who is our hope. Uh, amen.